This is The Jordan Paris Show, and this is perhaps the most serious, most important podcast that I will ever do. America's collective self-serving bias likes to think that our nation can never fail. But the truth of the matter is that all great nations are not great forever. We know, at least conceptually, that history repeats itself. However, our biases blind us to history repeating itself right in front of our eyes. What exactly am I talking about? What is threatening to repeat itself exactly? Well, I saw a viral video several months ago that has since been deplatformed seemingly everywhere. Katerina Jovanovic is the creator of that video. She's from the former Yugoslavia, keyword being former. Katerina, welcome. Thank you very much, Jordan, for having me on your show. Of course. Like I said, been very excited to do this. have so many questions. We're going to take our time with this. And the 15-minute video that is an absolute must-watch for people, it has been, it's been deplatformed, right? Like, what, tell, me, tell me the timeline of, of censorship with your video. What, if, where has it been censored from? I know you've been kicked off LinkedIn. Tell us about uh, that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, you would be surprised to know, but I'm not really sure when was exactly censored because there were so many channels on YouTube and also so many pages on Facebook that have shared that video. And it was mostly removed from Facebook but I don't, I really don't know for how long it used to be on those pages before it was removed. But uh, I know that at least it was uh, played more than 25 million times. I don't know if, if it was seen because you know how Facebook plays videos um, automatically. You don't have to click play and then you, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't count the number of times it was watched, but only the number of times it was played. So, but also many YouTube channels also uh, shared it, also including including Glenn Beck. He also shared it recently. I'm the one, I'm the one that showed that to you. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 correct. Thank you very much for that. So yeah, I, I was, hope he I was, I, he didn't. I, I, did he reach out? I sent him your I sent your email. No, he didn't reach out. But uh, he doesn't see this stuff. That's that's the problem. He's too. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to to reach him myself and okay. to thank to thank him for sharing my video. So yes. Um, I was um, honestly very surprised when I uh, when I saw the the uh, interest of of people for my video because I, I did not I did not expect uh, such outcome. I just felt the need to to uh, say what was going on in Yugoslavia prior to uh, the start of the civil war because I was um, following the situation in the United States. And I just uh, begin seeing patterns, same same patterns, same things, same. Uh, basically, things started to unravel in the pretty much similar way they unraveled in uh, Yugoslavia uh, during nineties. Yes, here's what's really weird about this. Before we get into what happened, give people a, a brief history lesson here. What's really weird about this is that American companies. Facebook, YouTube, etc., are censoring, uh, deleting without warning a video from a woman in France talking about her upbringing and what happened in Yugoslavia. Just matter of fact, things that happened. 
I, I just don't understand why that would it's like an admission of of guilt. Why would they be deleting this? I, it's really bizarre to me. I don't know. I mean, you're probably right. I I don't recall the words, uh, the exact words I used. Maybe I used some of those uh, trigger words that are not allowed on YouTube. I, I, I probably did. I probably did because I... What, I, would those, I can... what trigger words? What are you talking about? Well, I... As, as far as I know, YouTube, th th there are some words that you cannot say in YouTube videos. That's th that's that's at least what I saw from other content creators. Um, Do any come to mind? Sorry? Oh, any of the words that come to mind? Well, I don't know. I don't know if, if uh, Hitler is one of those or mm. Nazi or, you know, st stuff like that. And... No, uh, right now I cannot remember, but I know that there is an active self-censorship among content creators on YouTube. So when I when I hear when when I listen to other content creators, I I can, cannot help but notice that they are actively self-censoring themselves because they don't want to be demonetized or shadow banned or completely removed. I see. So probably there was something uh, that they didn't like about that video. Well, how about this? Let's let's get into what happened and where were you in all this? You were probably a, a young child at the time. Yes. So I was born in 1986. So when everything started, I was only three years old because everything started in 1989. Uh, Your earliest but, memories. Yeah. So, so no, um, actually, I have very few memories from ah, that okay. time period growing up when maybe when I was five or six years old and we were under very harsh economic sanctions because of everything our, um, I, our socialist leader was doing at the time, of course. So I, I have some, some, some very, 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 very few memories. But so the most information I got is from documentaries, uh, which were very difficult to mm. find, uh, unbiased documentaries that would present mm. history, how it really happened. So, yeah, I was... So what was, happened? What happened? Socialism? Uh, if 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 I, I would to if I was to to use one word, socialism happened, and basically rejection of people of Yugoslavia. But I can be more precise and say primarily in Serbia, uh, rejection of democracy, because after the fall of Berlin Wall in 1989, the whole Europe started to. Um, realized that uh, democracy is the answer and all European most of the European countries they uh, turned to democracies they elected democratic leaders and it was somehow expected that uh, in Yugo that Yugoslavia does the same however that did not happen because we had uh, that lovely guy called uh, Milosevic yes <laughs> yes so he basically was a communist by conviction, and at the time he was the leader of a communist party uh, of Yugoslavia. Uh, at the time, we still uh, that uh, we still had only one party uh, system, because our communist dictator Tito he died in 1980, so nine years before everything started. So basically, nine years we did not have a president, we did not have a leader. The country was led by a communist party, and Milosevic came to the top, became a leader of Communist Party, and he 
consequently wanted to become a leader of Yugoslavia, wanted to become a new dictator. Because because there were different, what I call them, provinces of Yugoslavia, different yes. areas? Yes, yes. So basically, different provinces, different presidents in each province that collectively made up Yugoslavia, like Montenegro, Serbia, Bosnia, etc. Yeah. And he, you're the, saying he wanted to be the one. Yeah, the, the problem, it, uh, it was... so. Uh, those were states, like you have 50 okay. states in the United States. We had mm -hmm. six states. So basically it was federacy with six states. But we, at the time, if I got this correctly, we did not have leaders in uh, each and every state because Yugoslavia was a communist country. We had only one leader and that was Tito. And after his death, nobody took over. So the whole country was run by, um, I think it was called like... A, committee or... Uh, the presidency, a collective presidency. Something like that. Basically, it was led by a communist party. It, it, it was a bunch of people, say 10 or, I don't know, 12 people that were running the country. And basically, we were on the crossroads and there was a lot of pressure from, um, from the United States, from Europe, from basically the whole world for us to choose democracy, to, to, to have free and fair elections and to elect a democratic leader. But unfortunately, that did not happen uh, because Milosevic had other plans. He, because he was a communist, he wanted to continue with that ideology. And unfortunately, he managed to persuade the masses that mm. he, is the, he was the answer. And this is how it all began. And the ideology there is something that how, how he convinced these people uh, something that I know you mentioned you wanted to talk about. Here's a, here's yes. a question. Here's a question though. First, you said in your video and you're and you're calling them communists now, but you said communists in Yugoslavia changed the name communism to National Socialism after the fall of the Berlin Wall to make it sound more appealing, a, a rebrand yes. of sorts. Yes, that's do, that was basically rebranding. Yes. Do you see a difference between communism and and national socialism, yes. are they the same things or different so, or what? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question because I think that very few people actually know what socialism is, are actually aware of the, the definition of socialism, what it means, when you say socialism, what it means, and then what is a Marxist socialism, what is national socialism, what's fascism, etc. So I, I'll, I'll try to explain in simplest way possible, just, just just to make an introduction. So socialism itself is defined as state control of the economy. Many people don't know, but socialism predates Marx and has nothing to do with class. So, and that's, that's something people call uh, so socialist utopia. So, because I, th I think it was even in 15th, cent 15th century, first time socialism was mentioned as a utopia that should be reached mm -hmm. because we as a society will be so developed and so rich and our moral values and con consciousness would be so advanced that we would just simply ditch all the private property because we would be so rich, nobody would want to own anything and everyone will have everything, just like spontaneously. No one would have to take any, anything from anyone. Then Marx came in 19th century and basically rejected this uh, socialistic uto socialist utopia concept and said, no, 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 socialism, um, 
the, the history of the whole humanity is basically constant struggle between classes. Yes. Between rich and poor. And then uh, he, he did not invent socialism per se, but he did invent class socialism. Or in other words, he invented workers' control of the economy. So workers' state control of the economy, in other words. So And he introduced that class struggle idea that the whole history of the world is nothing but the class struggle. So there is nothing else to it. And all the, the most important thing is that, according to him, the all suffering and pain in the world is caused by uh, some rich and evil people, capitalists, uh, bourgeoisie, whatever you want to call them, oppressing the poor, oppressing the workers, and basically taking advantage of them. So this is the typical Marxist worldview. So now you have so you have different flavors of socialism, but the the concept, the core idea of socialism is that it is state control of the economy. So Marxist socialism is one flavor of socialism where workers workers take control of the economy. Then you mentioned national socialism. Mm -hmm. So national socialism is again state control of the economy. But now you don't divide people by, the by their class, so rich and poor, but you divide them by their race. This is what um, Hitler had in mind. And the, the more correct term for national socialism is basically racist socialism, because it introduces the, the concept of uh, superior race. Basically, the society, the, there are struggles in society because there are, there are struggles between different races. In Hitler's mind, the biggest problem for Aryan race, the biggest problem for Aryan race not being able to prosper and to progress are were Jews. So basically, Jews were, according to Hitler, lower race. And because they, he explains in his book, which I actually recommend people to read because they would then understand many things yep. they don't. Yep. Although the, the book is terrible, I mean... Uh, both, both, both uh, in its quality and it, in its content, yeah. but still, it's very useful to read because I think people, there is a, a, a very, very huge uh, misunderstanding of Hitler today. Uh, young people, they don't understand, they don't understand what happened, and if they cannot, if they don't understand what happened, they simply cannot cannot avoid making the same mistakes. So basically. What Hitler said, so, okay, we will not divide uh, our society by classes, by rich and poor, because that, that's dumb, that's, that's, that's stupid. He didn't like Marxism. He, he rejected Marxism, Marxist socialism. We will divide them by race. So us, Aryans, we are the superior race, and our blood is pure, and it's great, it's amazing, and it should not be diluted by any other blood. And if we want to uh, have a prosperous, prosperous country... We should make socialism, socialist country, but only for Aryans. Which means that we must remove Jews from our society and other races in order to, and take everything from them, of course, in order to have prosperous uh, nation and to thrive. And in the end, you have fascism, which is again, the, 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 common, the, the common thing for all ideologies is socialism. So state control of the economy. But again, dividing people in a different way. So what Mussolini had for an, for idea, he he wanted to basically say, okay, 
uh, we want to have socialism for people in Italy, for all people in Italy, for all Italians. It doesn't matter if they're Jews or if they're, I don't know, Slavs. If they are Italians, if they have Italian ID, they are fine. We are fine with them. But the, the, the common problem with all of those ideologies is socialism. Because socialism of itself is very divisive and, <laughs> well, dumb ideology because it is created to divide societies mm. and then to allow the accuser to gain power. So this is basically the core concept. And the different flavors of socialism is just the way you're going to divide society, the different ways you're going to divide society. And this what do you is mean exactly by the accuser and like who's the yeah. accuser? Who's the so who uh, if we if we go back to Marxist socialism, for example, and we take we take poor and we take rich. So according to Marxism, poor people are the, the reason uh, there is a there is a struggle and suffering in the world is because the the workers, the poor people, people are constantly oppressed and exploited. And so the workers in that particular case are the accusers. They are accusing the uh, rich that they are oppressors. But not even the workers, those who claim they are for the workers, for example, Lenin, Stalin, those who claim they are for the workers, they are protecting the interests of the workers, they are the accusers. Why? Because it's simple. If you divide society, you have the enemy. The enemy are the rich. Once we get rid of the rich, of the enemy, we will live in prosperity and everything will be great. So the accusers will just simply get rid of the um, bad part of the society, let's call it like that, in their own terms. And then we will all become equal and then we will not have any struggles ever again because we will all be equal. We There, there won't be... We won't be envious of one another, we will be equal, and then we will just, such as equal, we will thrive together at the same pace, at the same time, etc. It's funny, whenever people talk about wealth inequality and the wealth mm -hmm. gap, I think mm -hmm. of Margaret Thatcher in her last her last speech as uh, prime minister, and, and uh, somebody was raising the concern that the wealth gap is like 10% more than it was when she came into power. And she's, she's like, you idiot, all classes are richer, way richer in every area of life than they were before I became the prime minister. So you want the poor to be poorer so long as the rich are less rich. I give way to the honorable gentleman. There is no doubt that the Prime Minister has in many ways achieved substantial success. There is one statistic that I understand is not, however, challengeable, and that is that over her 11 years, the gap between the richest 10% and the poorest 10% in this country has widened substantially. How can she say at the end of her chapter of British politics, that she can justify many people in a constituency such as mine being relatively much poorer, much less well housed, and much less well provided than it was in 1979. Surely she accepts that is not a record that she or any Prime Minister can be proud of.
Mr. Speaker, all levels of income are better off than they were in 1979. But what the Honourable Member is saying is that he would rather the poor were poorer, provided the rich were less rich. That way you will never create the wealth for better social services as we have. And what a policy. Yes, he would rather have the poor poorer, provided the rich were less rich. That is a liberal policy. Yes, it came out. He didn't intend it to, but he did. I give way to the, the Honourable Gentleman. I'm extremely, I'm extremely grateful. The, the, the Prime Minister is aware that uh, I detest every single one of her domestic policies and have never had that. And I think that the Honourable Gentleman knows that I have the same contempt for his socialist policies as the people of East Europe who have experienced it have it for when I pointed out that the logic of those policies are they'd rather have the poor poorer. Once they start to talk about the gap, they'd rather the gap were that. <laughs> Down here. That. Not that. But that. So long as the gap is smaller, so long as the gap is smaller, they'd rather have the poor you do not create wealth and opportunity that way. You do not create a property-owning democracy that way. That's exactly right. And that's exactly the, the worst fallacy of socialism as ideology. And uh, by the way, Margaret, Margaret Thatcher is, is my one of my idols. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, but, no, but really, uh, I, I think... It, it's she... so funny, Katerina. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the fallacy you mentioned, it's, the way I see it is all these social experiments that they want to fund... You'll never create the wealth you need to fund these social experiments if this is what you're concerned about. The so, mm -hmm. equality. Mm -hmm. To answer your question, I will just quote uh, Friedrich Hayek, who was one of the advocates for Austrian School of Economics, who said, if socialists understood economics, they wouldn't be socialists. So, and that's that's exactly the problem. Socialists, not only that they don't understand economics, nothing, not basics, basics of economics. They don't even, uh, people who, who say, for example, common people in the United States, young people who say that they support socialism, they don't even know what that is. No, what socialism no, the, is. <laughs> Katarina, the people <laughs> in America that support socialism, they are these empty-headed, pop culture-enthused, talking points parroting, Liberals who are denounced, 22 years old, denouncing capitalism mm -hmm. while getting their bills paid by their parents. Yes, but you must know why they are the way they are. What, what happened to make them like that? Yes. So, they, I mean, I mentioned Marxist, Marxist socialism because I wanted to elaborate further on that, to, to build uh, mm -hmm. On top of that, mm -hmm. so what happened in twentieth century, six, 1960s, 1970s? So after the basically whole world saw the monstrosities performed by communists, by Marxist socialists in Soviet Union, in China, in Cambodia, etc. They, I mean, the the world basically rejected the 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 idea. I mean. 
at, at, at one point, at one point, world realized that Marxism is not such a good idea that it seemed that it was. Moreover, workers realized that uh, free market economy is more beneficial for them than a socialist economy because they have noticed increase in their living standard, like uh, betterment of their lives. So crooked intellectuals, uh, European intellectuals, because I don't know why, I don't know for what reason, they wanted to continue with pro proper propagation of such ideology, but they couldn't uh, sell Marxism anymore. Uh, they they faced the same problem our dictator Milosevic faced. Similar. Yeah, they, need, they needed to rebrand. No, they needed to rebrand. So during 1960s and se or 70s, I'm not quite sure, but there were some French intellectuals. One of them is Derrida, who is basically one of the uh, creators, one of the fathers of postmodernism. I'm sure you heard about it. <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, yeah. And postmodernism is something, is basically Marxism rebranded, like HHD um, <laughs> Marxism, 4K Marxism, or as I like wow. to call it, as I, as I like to call it, Marxism on steroids. Uh -huh. Why? Uh, this terrible man, who's, 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 who's luckily dead, but his ideas are not, unfortunately, so this terrible man, Derrida, he created that concept of postmodernism and he regarded uh, the whole of the Western culture as phallogocentric, which basically, when you, when you translate those fancy Latin words to English, basically means oppressive, uh, male, patriarchy, etc., etc., etc. I I do believe those words sound familiar to you. Oh, yes. Quite familiar. Uh, yes. I'm exactly. the most, I am the most hated person in America. I am a white male. Well, I believe you need to stand in line, but yeah, <laughs> I assume you are. Yeah. No, um, so, and this ideology, uh, unfortunately, was very intellectually attractive. And it spread with the speed of light uh, within academic circles in Europe, and then infected United States. And it, it all started during 70s, 80s. And it starts spreading in academic circles and basically 30, no, that's 40 years later, year 2020, we have a disaster. So I will just go quickly through, uh, through this because uh, this, this ideology stems directly from Marxist socialism, but it's in, in some ways, in my opinion, it's, it's much, much worse. Uh, because if in order to understand the, the issue you're dealing with currently, you must understand the ideology. You, you, you do not have option not to understand this. This is really important. So the postmodernists, they completely reject the structure of Western civilization. And I, completely, like total completely. Because uh, in their worldview, uh, Western culture is the consequence of the male-dominated, oppressive, self-serving society, something like that. So uh, probably racist too. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll we can we'll, we'll get to that. We'll we'll yes, we'll we'll, get, we'll get to that. I mean the this is just their tactics. So uh, one, the most important thing you need to understand: postmodernists do not believe in logic. So because they believe the logic is nothing but the part of process is is nothing but a tool uh, by which. Uh, patriarchal institutions of the West uh, dominate and use they use logic to justify their dominance. From that, 
they you, you can conclude that they also don't believe in dialogue if they don't believe in logic uh, log- uh, consequently they will won't believe in dialogue because again the word uh, the word uh, root word of the dialogue is the is logos which means mm-hmm. words so because because the western culture culture is phallocentric so logic and uh civil discourse uh exchange of ideas is is just a, a oppressive patriarchy product and it should be practiced at all. So basically they don't believe that people of goodwill can come to consensus through the exchange of ideas. And so the reason why you've been silenced, silenced for years, basically all conservative voices you mentioned, social media, you mentioned YouTube, um, mainstream media, ca- campuses also, I mean, universities. It's so funny, Katerina, that... I, I've gotten I can't even believe the blowback I've gotten when I when I mm-hmm. show blatant examples of censorship only like there's this crazy policing of conservatives when there's just the double standard isn't there. There's no policing of anyone who thinks the correct things, who's a liberal. I can't even believe like people people say to me like, well, it's because hate and I'm like and I'm and I'm just like, well, hate is don't you think it's pretty subjective? You could label anything hate, anything you disagree with as hate, and that's what people do. They label anything yes. they disagree with as hate. And yes. and and this person, this person was like, "Well, hate is pretty clearly defined by Facebook, Instagram, whatever the platform was that he that he said." I was just like, I was like, "Oh my God, shut up! You're so naive. Like, do you not see? You're 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 are you willfully ignorant, or are you just? I just." Are you not seeing this? Do you get the blinders? I don't get it. I, like, it's so obvious that the policing only happens among conservatives and not liberals. I, so, I just don't. I don't get it. Because you, you as a conservative, let's say, and uh, especially white male, you represent the enemy group. Since you represent the enemy group in their minds, not just that they can, they they think it's hateful what you're saying. They think it's hateful. The, the the mere talking, you talking, it's hateful. You should stay silent, and that's that's because because they don't 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 believe in dialogue and logic. So each time you try to to speak to them, it's hate. It doesn't really matter. I I, I don't even think they they are listening to what what you're saying. It doesn't really matter what you're saying. Your your words are are unimportant, and this is the 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 one of the scariest parts in my opinion because you cannot have not a civil dialogue you cannot have you cannot have any form of dialogue with those people because it's it's not possible their ideology teaches them that dialogue between confronted enemy groups call it what you what you want it's not possible and furthermore they don't believe so we are we are we are getting to the racism sexism and other isms part they they don't believe that you have individual identity and since you don't your f- fundamental identity is group fostered is uh, is uh, connected to your group that means you're uh, uh, basically representative of your race of your uh, sex of your gender of your sexual sexual identity or whatever whatever you want hence white privilege because just because because you're not individual uh, they 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 see you you're white male so that means your enemy and you have white privilege and you better stay silent that's all all it is it's crazy it's absolutely articles, insane articles in i think 
uh, time, maybe. I don't want to falsely accuse, but like the best thing, you know, articles with the title, best thing white people can do is shut up and listen. That's exactly Dear white yeah. people, <laughs> shut up. These are real headlines. Yep. And just imagine if it said reverse it just and put black there. No, no. Imagine uh, if it no. imagine if it said that. And now we are we are coming to that um, to that mar- Marxist uh, Marxist thing where the, the the whole history of mankind humankind is basically a constant struggle between between classes. Postmodernism just took that and switched it to constant battleground of identity groups. Now we don't have classes, we don't have rich and poor. We have men, women. Uh, we have straight, uh, gay, we have black versus white, and you can do this forever. I mean, you can, you can, you can just keep making up categories. It doesn't really matter. And because we are in constant struggle, we are in war, we, we cannot communicate because they don't believe in communication. And you might be wondering if there is no logic, if there is no communication, if there is no any common ground, what is there actually? And the answer is power. So, because they, in their worldview, the whole world is structured as a, as a, as a huge hierarchical power structure. And because they don't believe in meritocracy, they don't, because they don't believe in individual, they don't believe in merit, they don't believe in competence, they don't believe in individual responsibility because there is no such thing as individual. So basically, the whole world is structured in, in, uh, in hierarchical power structures. And uh, since there is nothing, nothing else in the world except power, they must logically seize power. Because they, they, they must take power away from their enemies and they must seize power. And that's it. This is the, the, the core viciousness of this terrible, terrible ideology, which again is so simplistic, is so dumb. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but still, for some reason, it is very intellectually appealing and young people are just <laughs> soaking their brains in it. Yes. And this, and getting power, yes, the ultimate goal. And unfortunately for them, because they think they are morally superior Mm -hmm. and just in everything they do, and they are politically correct, they are they are so high and mighty that the 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 ends justify the means. So they will do anything Mm -hmm. to take power. This is classical Marxism. If you read Saul Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, same thing. The ends justify the means. It's really a it's a it's a it is it comes from a place of narcissism i believe i don't know what else to say well yes uh, it it also comes from a place of fundamental misunderstanding of the world because why i mean because if someone if someone is for example rich if someone if someone has um, uh, has money according to the marxist ideology that person could not obtain that money in any other way, by, but but taking it unjustly from from workers, from from other people, because um, this 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 stems in uh, uh, Marxist uh, misunderstanding of uh, economics, because they believe in uh, labor theory of value, la la la, etc. So they, they I mean so many fallacies, and because you are because you are 
you're obviously a bad person because you you took uh, <laughs> you, you 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 took yep. wealth for someone else yep. because you you took advantage of someone and anything is allowed because a violence against you is perfectly justified any uh, is exactly what you said by any means necessary because you are the worst creature in the world you you must be exterminated so this person wants to this is this is real this person wants to debate me this hr person he comes in and does workshops for companies this workshop of his is called dudes do better it's all about calling out founders on their bs hey are you making an impact are we helping this is how he described to me are we he's from america are we helping the economy in africa and this country and that country should billionaires exist is there an ethical billionaire should billionaires exist as long as there is someone in poverty? I'm like, you, you, you goddamn Marxist. <laughs> uh, the, funny, the funny thing about those Marxists is what they don't understand is that it's exactly socialism that, are, that, that, that is making a huge difference between poor and extremely wealthy. Because this is this is what happens in all socialist countries, the poor became become even more poor, and the wealthy become more wealthy, and this is what this is I don't know like the the, the biggest irony in, in in the whole thing because they don't understand that the the free market economy is the most just system there is uh, we 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 were able to come up with. It rewards hard work, effort, and determination, and exactly. a an attitude of of victorhood, a mindset of victorhood. I am a victor and not a victim. All of us have bad things happen to us. Of course, it's it's about how how you frame in your head what happens to you. Don Lemon asked Morgan Freeman on on CNN a little while ago. Do do you think that Don asked asked Morgan? Do you think race has something to do with the distribution of wealth in our country? And Morgan Freeman, one of the most famous actors in the world, of he's, course. Like, he, he's like, without hesitating, he goes, no. We, <laughs> yes, look at us. I, look at us. I, We're I think proof. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis distribution or either a mindset that you can't? Today? Not, yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. You and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. I can only recommend if any of those young people who believe that socialism is an answer, if, if, if any of those people are is, is listening to us, which I doubt, but... If if they if they're listening to oh, us, can, I can only. Are you kidding me? There's thousands of people listening right now. <laughs> well, let's 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 just hope that some of them are maybe people from the other side. Oh right, 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 right. That's, okay. that, that's 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 what the I want to tell. Yeah, that's the that, problem. That's... Like the people that need to hear this most probably won't. That's that's what I was saying. But if they are listening, I would just recommend. If they are ready to challenge their uh, world worldview, I would just recommend to read Thomas Sowell, to read his amazing book Basic Economics. And if you if you can't read, you you can you can buy audiobook and listen, because 
you you will be they would be surprised how much they don't understand and uh Sowell is brilliant uh, one of the most brilliant economists in my opinion because he can explain uh, complicated complicated uh, economic economics relations in a very very uh, simple and easy way so so that people who don't know anything about economics they can understand and they can keep up Thomas Sowell is a perfect start to understand how economic how eco- what what is economics and how the world actually works. I would also recommend that because it seems like everyone who wants socialism here in America they haven't actually lived in a socialist country. So I would strongly recommend, I mean, why not do a trial run? Perhaps uh, go move there for a couple of years and and see how you feel about it then. Yeah, definitely, because then they would be able to be exposed to uh, not just policies, social so, uh, socialistic policies, but also the people who are living there, and then they could talk to people and people can tell them. But since that's, that scenario is highly implausible, the, the next best thing would be to actually find people who came from socialist countries mm-hmm. uh, into the United States and talk to them. Just just talk to them. Uh, grab, grab a coffee and go talk to people from Yugoslavia, from Soviet Union, from Venezuela, from Cuba, go from China. Go and just, just grab a coffee and like go for an hour and speak to those people. Like you, 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 ha- you have nothing to And they to all lose. get it. <laughs> They all get it. Of course. It's it's no surprise that all of these people that come from these places are usually conservative and anti-socialism. Well, of course, because because they 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 have lived it. They they know how vicious it is. How um, yeah. And why why are they conservative? Like, what do they want to? This is people people lose the meaning of like liberal and conservative. First of all, the the people in America that call themselves liberals, they're really mm-hmm. not liberals. Most of, the, most of them aren't liberals. They're actually leftists and, I and wanted I would say to, by yes. extension communists. I wanted, I, to, I wanted to address that also, yes. but finish, then, then I'll... Conservative. What does it mean to be conservative? Well, for me, it means I, I'm trying to conserve, quite literally, the great freedoms I have, the great system mm-hmm. that we have in place right now, this free market capitalist system. I am trying to conserve all of that with every fiber of... My bean. So. Yep. So. And that's what these people are trying to, they've come to this great place and they're trying to conserve this great freedom as well because they know. Because they know. Yes. They know what the consequences of not conserving that are. And so, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about what you wanted to just talk about there. It's a question far down on my list. We'll skip to it here. Is there any difference between... <laughs> yeah, you, you between... told me, you told me, yes. You, you, you told me you prepared many questions, yes. sorry. And I was just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I couldn't I, this stop is, talking. This is wonderful. Is there any difference between our current Democrat Party and communists? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I wanted to address. I heard um, for, during the last month, basically since the elections... On November 3rd, Mm -hmm. I heard many uh, Republican um, people from the Republican Party, representatives, and also common people, conservatives, I heard the the following sentence. It shouldn't really matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. We should all aim at having a a free and fair elections. That should be our common goal. Mm -hmm. And I would ask them, okay, but... What if the other side is not Democratic Party anymore? 
then do you still have the common goal or you have maybe conflict of interest? And what I believe, I mean, from, from what I saw is that Democratic Party of America was hijacked by radical left communists, like let's, let's call things their real name, uh, Marxist socialists, to be more precise. And that's yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I would, I would, I would, I would discuss them in, in a separate uh, because they they have more more of a Hitler uh, ideology, more of a national socialist because they're 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 race they're racist socialists. Oh, of course. Uh, from 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 what I could see, they're more racist socialists. So they're basically adoring Hitler without knowing it. Nevertheless, let's go back to the. So I believe that those radical left fraction, let's say minority, because they are minority, but they are very aggressive minority, they took over the party and they, I I, I think they, I believe, I don't know because I'm not American, I don't live in America, but I, I can only gather information from what I see on YouTube, but I believe that they pushed out the classical norm, normal liberal people, Americans, who actually believe in freedoms, who actually who are not so different from conservatives. I mean, in, in those main core American values. Mm-hmm. So, and once once that happened, radicals, Marxist socialists, they just placed their people, the, the, the same radicals, on important positions as governors, as mayors, as judges, unfortunately. So I believe they hijacked the whole system and that's a big issue so also another philosophical question really philosophical question i just want to throw out there and just just leave people to think about it if you have people who are american citizens who completely reject core american values values on which america was built life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. If you have people who reject completely those and adopt the ideology of enemy, are there still Americans? Hmm. This is just, um, this is this is really a question and right. maybe, maybe even, even rhetorical, rhetorical question, but it is something to think about. I think that there are a lot of People who call themselves Americans, uh, maybe they don't even call themselves that, but at least maybe at least consider themselves Americans. They live here. They've lived here their entire lives. And I think that there are a lot of Mm un-American people living here that just that hate our country. I I saw a bumper sticker the other, it was like a month ago, that said, America was never great. I saw I'm that. Like, wow, you sound I, miserable. That's and you absolutely, hate everything. Yes, that's that's absolutely appalling. Appalling. Uh, mildly, mildly speaking, appalling. Exactly, mildly speaking. And the uh, another bumper sticker mm-hmm. on that same car. It said, "Why be racist, sexist, transphobic, etc., when you could just shut up?" That was another mm-hmm. sticker on the car. This I is said, exactly, you this be is exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. And so, then, and then. Get to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the third sticker on the car, it said, love. <laughs> so it's such a paradox. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, I wanted to also address the 
change of language, the, the hijacking of language, uh, the, the very dangerous thing they're using. Yes. Using, uh, first of all, they're using the same words, but with different meaning. So I also, I, I saw your podcast when you are talking about Biden, call, Biden calling for unity. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found it very interesting because, yes, you were exactly right. When uh, Unite in submission to socialism. That's exactly right. Exactly correct. Because when, uh, when American, when a person who holds conservative or core American values says unity, they mean we unite around what America is, what are our liberties, our freedoms, our um, unalienable rights we obtain from creator, etc., etc., etc. When communists, when Marxist socialists say unity, they mean you accept, you obey, accept our ideology and obey or else. Right. And you can be 100% sure this is, this is true what I'm telling you. The same thing about democracy. Do you, uh, did you notice how they use the word democracy? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, I, think I, uh, I think I heard the former president Obama saying that Trump is, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm referencing this wrong, maybe uh, it wasn't him who said it, but uh, some, some newspapers said it, I'm sure. Trump is a threat to our democracy. Yes, oh, oh of course. Oh, yeah. That's, that is okay. the that is being echoed across yes. every single so, mainstream media outlet. But you when could they say si- you could sync them all up with screens right next. You could sync them yeah. all up. They're all saying the same thing. Now, do you understand what that means? When they say democracy, they don't mean democracy in the in the sense that that you mean what democracy is. Democracy in Marxist socialist terms <laughs> is basically Marxists consider that socialism is the purest, highest form of democracy. Because it is basically how they see it. People are voluntarily subjecting subjecting themselves to the tyranny of the state. Ergo, it's democracy. Because we, uh, after we remove, purge all those who disagree with such concept, all, all, all of us who are left, we are all democratically choose socialism. Do not let them take away your democracy. This administration has shown it will tear our democracy down if that's what it takes for them to win. What are these false claims of widespread election fraud doing to our country right now? It is one more step in delegitimizing not just the incoming Biden administration, but democracy generally. And that's a dangerous path. Because whenever we look to this White House for some leadership, or consolation, or any semblance of steadiness, what we get instead is chaos, division, and a total and utter lack of empathy. Donald Trump didn't create the initial division. The division created Trump. We're facing the worst public health crisis in 100 years and the worst economic collapse since the Great Depression. We are confronting systemic racism and the enormous threat to our planet of climate change. And in the midst of all of this, we have a president who is not only incapable of addressing these crises, but is leading us down the path of authoritarianism. This election is the most important in the modern history of this country. 
in response to the unprecedented crises we face, we need an unprecedented response, a movement like never before, of people who are prepared to stand up and fight for democracy and decency and against greed, oligarchy, and bigotry. Another thing, when it comes to elections, and we know what is going on at the moment, but they, <laughs> when they say, uh, when they hold those banners that say, count every vote, <laughs> they really mean it because democracy or elections in their worldview, as long as they have a majority of votes, they won. How, how they got there? How they, did they steal? Did they use threatening violence? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The, the end goal is all that matters. So they, they managed together, doesn't matter which way, they managed together more votes than President Trump. That means they won. End of story. So that's that's democracy in their in their. So make no mistakes about it. They are using language in a in a very um, right. precise manner, but they don't mean the same things. Right. You have to you have to be careful when you when you speak to them, which is impossible anyway. But when they say democracy, that's that's what they that's what they mean. They're and using language what, so precisely. Mm -hmm. I can't. I, it's you're you're right on. I mean, there's so much. We're just scratching the surface of mm -hmm. their manipulation of language. Let's talk about like how, I mean, in the same vein, Black Lives Matter is mm -hmm. this, the organization, not the statement, is the same mm -hmm. thing. They have, it's like if you disagree with Black Lives Matter, the organization, it's like, what? You're racist? Huh? Yo, what do you want from Starbucks? Just give me like a black coffee. Okay, there's like a better way to say that. You don't have to say it like that. What are you doing, man? Just give me a black coffee. Here's the problem. When you say it like that, it's racist. Okay, give me a coffee with nothing in it. So you're implying that because the coffee's black, that it has nothing? That's racist. Would you say that that type of coffee isn't as good as the other types of coffee? You know what? Just get me a coffee with like 20 creams and 20 sugars. Right, because the black one that's not good enough. That's what I originally wanted. I originally wanted the black. You're making it a big racism thing. You're just waiting for Trump to recount the votes. Guess what? It don't work like that. He's not going to win. I didn't vote. I just want a coffee. I just wanted a coffee. I just wanted a black coffee. If you disagree with Black Lives Matter, the organization, it's like, what? You're racist? Huh? That you name an organization after a positive ideal and yep. it becomes impenetrable. Same thing with Antifa, anti-fascist. I remember when it was declared a terrorist organization, which rightly it is. It seems like President Trump is so ahead on the curve, so ahead of the curve on all of this. I can't even like, I barely saw it at the time, but I've come to see that, oh yeah, they're a terrorist organization. So Whoa. trending on Twitter, like all these you know, all these blue check marks wearing masks in their profile pictures, which, by the mm -hmm. way, anyone wearing a mask in their profile picture that also has a blue check mark, they're 99% of the time. They're communists. Don't, don't, don't get me started on that. Yeah. This, is, this is their sign <laughs> of recognition. Uh, but I, I just wanted to please uh, remember where you are, but I just wanted to address uh, 
Antifa thing and the other thing. Antifa thing, so just because they're calling this, there's themselves Antifa and they claim they are anti-fascist, that doesn't mean they are not socialist because, you know, Nazi, they were also, they also did not look like fascists. I mean, they, they col- collaborated, but they didn't like them. And also Marxist socialists, they didn't, they didn't like fascists. So yeah, they're anti-fascist. Okay. Aside, aside the fact- they're not anti-fascist. They don't- they don't, they don't understand what fascism means. They think that Trump supporters are fascists, which is completely nuts, because they don't understand what anti-fascist means. So, yeah. Another thing you said, it's uh, Black Lives Matter. It's impenetrable. I say nothing is impenetrable. Mm. You just need the right mm. approach. And yes. I think conservatives, I believe that people are, more and more people are waking up to the fact that their country is being taken over by communists in real time, and that they must stand against it. And they, if if they want to, I mean, if if you want to keep your country, you must change the doctrine as soon as possible. Because I would doctrine. just say, well, um, doctrine. <laughs> I would just say like this: if you are playing, say you're playing a game, it can be a board game, it can be a sports game. If you're playing sports with someone who's cheating and you're, 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 you're completely honest and you're not cheating oh, wow. and the person is constantly winning and the judge says the person wins, although it's obviously that they're cheating, right. what do you do? Do you let them win and win and win mm. and at the end they win the, they win the whole championship? Ch- championship? You, ju- you just... You just Say okay, well, I wanted to play fair, and I just let them win. Well, what, what, what to do? Or do you maybe change your doctrine? What do you do? Uh, also, what do you do when? How do you use legal system to combat to fight something that's uh, who 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 is doing st- things illegally? Who who doesn't care about the legal system? How how do you do that? This is th- those are all open questions for people to think about it. Mm-hmm. And what I would also say is that I cannot tell you what to do. Who am I to tell you what to do? But there are two very um, important documents that you have that contain the very precise instructions on what to do in such instances: mm-hmm. Declaration of Independence and U.S. Constitution. Just Read them, please. It. Please read them and use your legal options to combat this takeover. Otherwise, you will lose your country. I don't know. I don't know if people are aware how close they are to losing their country forever. I, I, do, I don't know, but I cannot stress this enough. This is very, very serious. They will not back down. They will continue Giving up is not the option for them, and so you 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 must we the people to use the term must make a choice. Yeah, I in all of my <clears throat> learning, extracurricular learning, and and homework that I do, and books that I read, I realize exactly what you're saying. I realize how maybe I don't realize it on your level, but I. I do understand how close we are to losing. This is why I say this is the most important, most serious podcast that I have ever done. And somebody was telling me, a friend 
almost condescendingly, all of this that you're learning and sending me, Jordan, it's, you know, it's really informative and educational, but I worry about your mental health with this political obsession, he called. <sighs> and this is a, a Trump voter, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was worried. He was worried about me. And number one, as if I can't handle the truth, <laughs> number one. And number two, I don't know that ignorance is really bliss here. You ought to know about what's coming and the impending threat so that perhaps you can avoid it. And the reason the reason that I care so deeply about this, the reason that I've shifted my entire platform from self-help, trivial self-help bullshit to current affairs and the conversations that we're that we're having today, the reason that I have done that is because he, he also said, what change can you make? What can you do? It could be very depressing. I worry about your mental health. Oh, I said, that's so and wrong. I said, that's so and wrong. I said, yes. And I said, <laughs> I, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I'm using my platform to air all of this, when everyone else on my side is being condemned into submission with the weapon that is political correctness, I'm using my platform to encourage people. And if one person is encouraged to use their voice, be a little bit louder, and stand up for their country because of me and this podcast, then job well done. It creates the ripple effect that I want to create. And with the numbers that we have here, I know that's already happened. I've encouraged people to do this. I really have speaking out among conservatives be less stigmatized. Speaking out against Black Lives Matter, it's such a there's such a great stigma around that, a terrible stigma, rather. And I'm encouraging people... Like, hey, wait a minute. There's something fishy here. And we're going to get steamrolled if we don't talk about it. Exactly. 100% agree with you. The person, your friend, who told you that, obviously, is not aware of the seriousness of severity of the situation. Blissfully unaware. Well, it's not blissfully because, Mm. um, I mean, he's... Let's say that he's happy in the same way a drunk person is happy. (laughs) If, if, If we are using the same logic. So, no. What I would like to, to send, send as a message to, to all the people who are afraid to speak up. So first and foremost, you can do a lot. As, as an individual, you can do a lot. That's, that's one thing in the way you are doing, in the way I'm doing. And second, you can, you, can, you, you can move people around you. You can speak with your family, your neighbors, your friends. You can educate them. You can you, you can make a change. You you can you can join to to the movement to conservatives to you can go to, to the protest. You there are so many things you can do. But the 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 other thing I wanted to tell you, and this is very important for people to hear me, who are conservatives and who are afraid to do something, you shouldn't be afraid of what is going to happen to you if you speak. You should be very afraid of what is going to happen to you if you don't. Yep. You are, I mean, you are at at the point where you don't get to choose a good versus bad uh, option. You have only to choose bad versus worse. And people must understand, you let them get away with their BS for too long. You let them take positions of power in the government in, co- in courts, education, the most important thing, in education, in schools, if you 
don't stand against them right now it's over it's over forever now another thing to 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 think about and if if you think that i'm trying to scare you then yes i'm trying to scare you if they are doing things they are doing now stealing an election openly threatening uh being violent to to towards conservatives if they are doing that now when they don't have the power they don't have all the power can you imagine what they will do to you when they if they obtain the power right this is the most important one the most important message and third i was i was well let's say openly discussed discussed with gop members rhinos <laughs> alleged conservatives who are openly taking side of the radical left marxist socialists and who are turning their back on president trump yeah why do you think that is <laughs> it's it's no brainer uh because they in their pitiful hope to stay to to keep their to keep their uh pathetic positions they are too naive to think that once the radical left comes to power that they will let them stay in their positions and what i want to say to them is please read some history read what communists did first after coming to power first thing they do is they purge all of their enemies you will not remain in your position you already see sandy cortez making enemy lists. this is absolutely disgusting and uh, ju- just just one more thing you will be remembered in the history as a traitor and as a as a as a, as a loser and as a coward don't do that stand with your president if you don't you will lose everything as well as all uh, you you will lose your country and you will lose your position and no you will not be with them you are not theirs so the people that are afraid of losing their jobs for mm-hmm. not thinking the correct thoughts because you know corporations mm-hmm. and hollywood have become ideological slave ships where you in order to get the check you have to think the correct things. And if you don't think the correct things, you're fired. You're out. So what you're saying, are you saying that that being afraid of losing your job mm-hmm. is rather inconsequential compared to the larger consequences coming? That's exactly what I'm saying. The best case scenario, if you stay silent, would be that your country will go to hell. Everything will fall apart. And then you will lose your job later, just a little bit later. Or maybe even worse, you will stay in your job and be miserable until the end of your life. Right, right. Yeah, uh, that's the worst. So, I so, will die so, I will die on this hill, Katarina. I've no, said that. That's I'm, exactly I'm going right. to be the first one arrested. I'm excited. No, I mean, <laughs> I, that, that's exactly what I said for myself. If you, I mean, okay, keep your keep your job i understand i understand there are, there are so many people that that i mean people need their jobs i understand that but if socialists come to power your job will be worthless <laughs> because you won't be having country anymore so the, the the fact that you kept your job for several months longer for example won't mean anything 
because they they will they will completely they will completely change the way America works. They will nationalize everything. They will they are killing uh, all the small businesses with lockdowns because exactly because of that because they want to control the economy. They will take over the economy, and th- there is a good chance that you will lose your job anyway. So again, don't be afraid what will happen to you if you stand up. Be afraid what will happen to you if you don't. I really mean it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mentioned to you um, what is going on in my life currently. Mm-hmm. And I'm risking by doing this. I'm taking a risk and I know it. I mean, all, all, all the arrangements I have can be canceled tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm aware of that. And I am afraid. I would I would be lying if I if I if, if I if I'd say that I'm not afraid. Of course I'm afraid, but I'm afraid more of what will happen if they get to power. You cannot allow them to get away with this, with this steal, with with this election fraud. Because if you do, all you are doing is sending a clear message to them: we are weak, we are spineless. Do whatever you want with us. We want complain. We want return. We want fight. Yeah, yeah. There's so many, so many cowards on that are that 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 say they're conservative. And I used to brag too. Like I used to brag about the silent majority. <laughs> like thinking like I'm part of this like, you know this this great thing that's making a big difference. Like what, you know, silent majority, you should be, if you're in the silent majority, I mean, I'd argue that you should be, you should be ashamed if you're silent, unfortunately. And uh, don't be silent, be in the very loud majority. Let's, let's do that. There is strength in numbers. Katarina, let's get to some of, some of these greater questions that I, that I have here. What groups are Americans being divided into by our politicians in in Yugoslavia? Would you say it was ethnicity, religion, right? Yep. And now here in America, what are you seeing? This is this is an essential step. What are you seeing? Well, obvious ones. Um, this is no brainer. Race. Uh, race, um, sex, because I don't prefer using the word gender because I don't really know what it means. Uh, so race and basically sex. And, uh, the third is definitely, uh, sexual orientation, sexual preference. (laughs) So, and the more groups they, they divide, uh, in, if, if they divide, uh, society in, in more groups, that's, that's even better, um, because divided society cannot stand. Right. Strength so in numbers. So again. you you basically you basically propagate that notorious lie that to to uh, black communities how they are oppressed, how they are victims, and you are n- not only doing disservice to all the people, but you are doing disservice to them because you what 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 message you are sending the message that they are they are not capable that they are not. Uh, that they they cannot make it on their own with hard work with dedication. That it's so condescending. It's 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 so condescending. You know, it's it's terrible. It's vicious. It's disgusting. It's I I, I don't know. I I have no words. Uh, and and of and, and of course of course that, that people are are naturally if they believe if they buy that story they become resentful. It's and, so funny. White leftists, the the rhetoric is like, hey. 
sorry, we're better than you. Here's some free stuff because we're better than you. You know, we're just we're, we're so great, and you you're not. <laughs> that's yeah, the that's, rhetoric. That's, that's that's insane. And the, the, the you the, need our help. Yeah, exactly. The, the more insane thing is that that people are buying it. I mean, they're insulting them. They are they are they are openly racist. I mean, those leftists they, they're I mean, the ideology is inherently racist ideology. That's that that's 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 also no secret. Mar- Marxism is a racist ideology. Socialism is inherently anti-Semitic, because it's anti-capitalistic. So they're, they're, they're racist and they're not even hiding it. And they're insulting black communities, minorities. First, they're, they're insulting them by telling them that they are, <laughs> they're no good and they, they cannot make it on their own. They need um, their help. They need the welfare. And secondly, they are putting them in the uh, radical left basket the moment they see them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you saw the funny moments from the polling places during the elections where Democrat poll worker, uh, once they saw a person of color, they automatically assume they're Democrats. It's I so mean, it's I it's mean, racist. It's, it's literally it's, it's, racist. Exactly. To assume racist. the way someone thinks yeah. based on their oh you mu- you're black that's, that's you must fit into this category. Yep. Yep. That's that's the that's the pure definition of racism. Weird. And what? and yes. they're they're somehow getting away with it. People people are, are believing. I mean, I, I I saw. I mean, I'm I'm monitoring the walk away movement. Uh, it's amazing. I'm and not familiar. Um, you're you're not familiar with walk away. No. no. Um, I I think I will pronounce. I hope I will pronounce his name uh, correctly. Uh, Brandon Struck. I think it's Struck. Amazing guy who is um, who organized who organized who is uh, behind the walk away movement. And they, they, they had rallies all over the... They had rallies in D.C. And basically, he's um, encouraging people, people who, wanted, who, who, were, who were Democrats all their lives. They are now switching sides. And they are... Um, he's collecting testimonies of uh, how, they, uh, how they woke up, how they decided that they cannot support uh, what, what Democrats are supporting, Democratic Party is supporting right now. It's it's amazing movement. So people people are waking up to this, mm. but but not not fast enough, in my opinion. Yes. What is the government doing in order to successfully divide us? Is how much of how much is does the government play a role in it? And government's a broad thing. Uh, well, that's uh, okay. Let's let's see where to start. So when you say government, do you uh, mean uh, socialist government, government with socialist tendencies, or uh, because what's what, what's the deal with with this ideology? They want to destroy the um, edifice on which Western civilization stands, and that's uh, religion and family. Why? Because then government takes over. First, uh, if they destroy religion, if there's no God, then because we know that America is predicated on uh, the idea that people have some inalienable rights given by God. And if there is no God, well, who gives you those rights? The government. And if government, government gives you those rights, government can take those rights away from you. That's one thing. Another thing is destruction of family because... You 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 couldn't help but notice that feminism uh, is raging at the moment, and they are uh, propagating that classical family is simply no longer a thing. 
And Who is propagating that? Hmm. I agree. Um, I mean, I, this is this is to be the narrative. Well, that's the Black Lives is, Matter narrative for sure. This is again purely Marxist, and that is, I was just going to say idea. it is inherently. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's rooted because in, uh, in the Communist Manifesto, you can read. I mean, it's sixty pages. Please read it. It's it's not long, and you you can you can see everything. In Communist Manifesto, it is said that uh, that family structure, classical family, nuclear family structure, must be disrupted, and basically the state. The government takes over the role as a provider, let's just say, because now women are, to use their terminology, empowered, but what it actually means, they are now disadvantaged because you persuade them that they should not get married, that they should not, uh, they should not, uh, they, they should have kids out of the wedlock or not have kids at all. If they have kids out of the wedlock, no problem. Government will take care of them, mm-hmm. and government will provide pro- provide the uh, generous welfare. And this is the perfect recipe for the, um, let's say, how, how how to how to frame this devaluation of moral social structure, com- complete destruction of society. So the, the more, uh, the bigger the government, the more government inter intervenes with with people, it's it's worse. The more people are dependent on the government, Married they the government. will, yeah, yeah. So the more people are dependent on the government. The more people, are, yeah, yeah, the more people are de- de- becoming dependent on the government. Uh, the bigger the government, the bigger the government. Even more people will become dependent on the government, and then you enter this vicious circle, which just doesn't end. The worst thing in that is that at some point, if socialism is implemented for long enough, people stop being able to live their lives on their own. And they, they, they at some point, they start requiring nanny state to, to survive. And that's, that's, that, that, that's mind boggling. That's, that's really something to fear. Mm-hmm. Katarina, you mentioned in your video quotas in hiring. I just did an episode mm. about diversity and inclusion a couple of weeks ago. What quotas do you see being implemented here in America? And how? why is this, where does this play into what we're talking about today? I, tell me. So it's again, the background of all this is this post-modernist ideology I was talking about. So because people are groups, there are no individuals. You are the you are the representative of your group. So if you are a white white male, you represent all the other white white males. You are exactly the same. We are you are all the same. Same goes for black people, for I don't know his uh, Hispanic people, etc., etc. For women, etc. Mm-hmm. So and how 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 that applies to companies? Well, they have hiring diversity quotas. How how do they call them? Which means that in their worldview. In order for a company, for company, for a company is a very good thing to to have diversity. And how do they see diversity? They see diversity in skin color, which is completely, completely insane. This results. So basically, we need to have uh, this many women, this many uh, people of color, and uh, other other completely new, insane. I don't know yeah. if you saw the new Nasdaq requirements to be listed on the Nasdaq. This is what they're proposing, and if it gets passed, this is what will be true. They're requiring that there be at least one female director on the board, as well as one LGBTQ plus member of the board. 
So, and what they're, uh, what message they're sending with this to people is that your, uh, your personality, your um, skills, your, your knowledge, your creativity, whatever, it doesn't matter. It only matters if you're female or if you're black or if you're white or if you're LGBTQ. This is only that matters. And what consequences does, what does that have for the society? Well, it's simple. You are not hiring the best people for the job. You are not promoting the 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 the, the most uh, the most capable people. So out of the window with meritocracy. This is very dangerous because if this becomes prevalent, if this if this becomes a rule, not an exception, you will have country crumbling because you won't have capable people in in the in, in the right positions. You, you, if you fly a plane, you want a pilot who knows how to fly a plane. You don't care whether he's black or white or whether really it's a she. Care. If you have, if you need to have a surgery, you want a surgeon who is the best person for the job, who knows how to perform the, the procedure. You couldn't care less about his sexual preference. You, you just don't care. And this is, this is what postmodernists completely reject meritocracy. And this is, in my opinion, the most dangerous aspect of it, because this is what destroys such societies by not having the the best person for the job in the right position. Right. In your video, you mention sparks that are required to escalate tensions between these tribal groups. What sparks have you seen here in America? I believe that they, the left, they tried really hard to, to create those parks and they did create them. But luckily, the other side did not, did not take the bait, which is amazing. Um, actually, what, what exactly are we talking about yeah, here? Well, sparks, we are, you know, what are, well we are, we are talking at um, random, inducing, for example, random violence against the other side. I'm talking about random killing of conservatives just being, just because they are conservatives. And you know examples. Of, of, of that. It happens several times. So stuff like that. I'm talking about acts, acts of tremendous injustice towards the other side in order to provoke the other side to, to, to do something. And uh, luckily they, 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 did not, they did not get away with that. But unfortunately, I believe they will continue. And at some point, if, if they... If they continue with their violence at some point, I mean, people will have to defend themselves because for me, not defending yourself is not a good idea. So, yeah. Katarina, what, what do you think uh, when you hear the phrases social justice and racial equity and systemic racism and the like? What do you think? What comes to mind? <clears throat> I actually have... <laughs> This might seem un unrelated to your question, but it is actually. I have actually prepared a citation. I mean, it's it's a paragraph from a book mm -hmm. uh, written by Nietzsche in uh, in late 19th century, between the years 1883 and 1886. And I would like to read it, if you don't mind. So I will, I will, I will try to read Please it. Please do. <clears throat> For that mankind be redeemed from revenge. That to me is the bridge to the highest hope and the rainbow after long storms. But the tarantulas want it otherwise to be sure. Quote, 
that the world become full of the storms of our revenge, precisely that we would regard as justice, end quote. Thus they speak with one another, quote, we want to exact revenge and heap insult on all whose equals we are not, end quote. Thus vow the tarantula hearts, quote, and will to equality, that itself from now on shall be the name for virtue, and against everything that has power we shall raise our clamor, end quote. You preachers of equality, the tyrant's madness of impotence cries thus out of you for equality. Your secret tyrant's cravings mask themselves thus in your words of virtue. That was Nietzsche, end of 19th century. So what it, and I believe this is relevant for today because it tells you exactly what they want to achieve by screaming racial uh, justice, social justice, equity. They are using those terms as tactics and long-term as a strategy to obtain power, to disarm the other side, to, which is, I mean, honestly speaking, it's working. Mm-hmm. Disarm in what way? Silence it, them? Or? Well, yes, this, disarm yeah, morally, a racist, morally, they demoralize yeah, them. Right, right. To be called a racist is the worst thing you'd be called, and, and they know that. And, it's a weapon. and this is this is exactly why I read this because I wanted to point it out that this is nothing new. This 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 exists for for centuries now, and you must understand that their words do not mean anything. And conservatives must stop being afraid of their words because all they have, all they have is. Violence is intimidation and basically bullying. All they can do is being bullies. And you must stop, respond to that. You must, and the most important, you must stop apologizing for being conservative or or, or liberal or whatever, or normal people, because now, now we are having normal people on one side and radical left on the other. We don't have any more conservatives, liberals. Why am I saying this? Because when you apologize... Mm-hmm. They take it, they take your apology as admission of guilt. Yep. People don't understand this. Uh, they say something on, I don't know, Twitter, then the mob attacks them and then they apologize. No, you, you, don't, you don't apologize. Whatever Never. you do, you don't apologize. And you don't back down. So that's, that's what I think about social justice. I, I won't even talk about it. I will not mention it because it doesn't deserve mentioning it's it's only it's a it's a pitiful tactics uh, parasite is it yeah it's infecting our institutions all that's exactly it that's exactly it and you must not bow to it it's it's high time you 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 stop bowing to it you 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 stop apologizing and you stop self-censorship you don't let them tell you which words you are allowed to use. Yep. If you bow to the mob, eventually you'll be shot. It, it only gets worse. Yeah, because it only it's gets a, worse. Exactly. It's a circular firing squad. Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. end up shooting themselves at some point. You can never be woke enough at some point. That's so exactly it's, right. It's a circular firing squad. I never bow to the mob. So I, you can't cancel me. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And my listeners don't give a fuck either. <laughs> That's the spirit, and that's the spirit all Americans should have. Good. (laughs) 
Now, you mentioned in your video, I thought this was really very interesting. My dad, he says to me all the time, you know, he said to the person that wanted to, who wanted to debate, he always says to me, you can't argue with communists. And I, I kind of know that. And you mentioned in your video, like, do not even try to have a conversation with these people. It is completely useless and a waste of energy. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, um, I actually explained already that because when I when I was describing post postmodernism as ideology, unfortunately, I believe that most most great majority of any co of all conflicts can be resolved by civil discourse of two reasonable parties that are ready to listen to to each other and to find a compromise. So and is that all, work is that going to work in this case? No. No. Why? That's the, Tell that's me. the issue because because of the of the very core principles of their ideology, they don't believe in discourse, they don't believe in logic. The mere fact that you want to to talk, to speak uh, is insulting them. They're disturbed by that because all they're seeing is I don't know white male uh, mansplaining something or oh, what's what's the term i think it's mansplaining if, yeah um, yeah sure yeah. yeah so that's that's they 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 will they don't listen they don't want to listen i was i was thinking about this for a very long time i was i was really thinking about this and i wouldn't be saying this if i wasn't sure about it another reason why i'm sure about it is because unfortunately i have um, examples in my closest family of this sort of behavior. I have examples of my closest family, people who are being completely possessed by such ideology, because Yugoslavia was a communist country, so they, they just couldn't save themselves from the grip of it, and who are acting extremely unreasonable, and no amount of talk, no amount of emotion, no amount of my goodwill, no amount of anything was able to to reach them nothing so based on my personal experience so again closest family members i could not reason with them no way mm. so th th this is exactly uh why i'm saying this i really wouldn't wouldn't say 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 this if i wasn't sure but no i i, I don't i don't think I think it's completely futile trying trying to reason with them because if if, if you reject logic, if you reject um, the, the definitions of the words, you, you you know that they reject official de definitions of words from dictionary. They 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 are now changing the the definitions in dictionary. It's insane. What do you think about the? I mean, because I feel like the average follower is completely unaware of what you're saying. Like, whoa, that's not that's not me. What I mean, are Democrat voters are they are they communists that are not to be reasoned with? I would we go would we go that far? What would I we don't. say? No, I, I don't. Um, first of all, I believe in the individual. Individual. I don't judge people based mm -hmm. on their group association. This is good. This is good. This is <laughs> so, good news. <laughs> so I always like to give to each and every individual a benefit of the doubt. Which this means that just because someone voted Democrat doesn't mean they're communists. Doesn't mean they they agree. They uh, they are ideologically possessed. Uh, it can mean many things. Uh, some of most, them are ideologically possessed. Some of them, possessed, yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. I know. I know others that mm -hmm. 
that are pretty uh, reasonable, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my this friend, is what they wanted my to friend say, yeah. Jonathan. I'm sure he's listening. He listens to mm-hmm. all all of mm-hmm. my podcasts. He's super reasonable. We actually have conversations, like, and we we find some good, very reasonable ground to stand on together. It's great. That's, that's and he exactly votes straight right. Democrat. That's exactly right. But and. Uh, but sometimes I Republican, he 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 stands with reason. He votes mm-hmm. mostly Democrat. Anyway, mm-hmm. I felt the need to correct. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, no, no. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. This is what uh, this is. This was my point as well. So I believe that small percentage of population. I don't know how. I, I don't know how much, but small percentage of population is really radically uh, possessed with uh, extremely ra- radical ideas, and we must make sure that this does not spread. But what I believe the. the uh, most probable reason why majority of people are still voting Democrats is because they are completely unaware and uninformed about what Democratic Party has turned into, because they 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 they, they don't have where where to hear it because mainstream media is not <laughs> is not telling them um, what is going on. No, and I believe it's evil, that evil, absolutely evil. And I, I believe that majority of people who actually voted Biden, they have no idea what they voted for. And unfortunately, I'll use my my friend Jonathan again. He, I, I was asking him, you know, okay, why, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are the most important issues to you in this election? And he was like, well, I just, I just don't want my taxes to go up. Yeah, but he voted for <laughs> Joe yeah. Biden. You know that 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 was exactly what I'm saying. You, he doesn't know what he voted for, right. and uh, what's what's interesting is if you go to uh, their campa- campaign campaign web page, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're they're saying it. They're saying it on their web page what they're going to do. People just just need to go to their website and read it. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the, like the, the the biggest tyranny. People people are so not used to uh, reading, searching for information, learning for themselves, for themselves, thinking for their for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest issue, in my opinion. Sure, I've got a couple of more questions here, Katerina. I mean, time has flown by. This has been so much yes. fun. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, this is really great. I want to have you on. Anyone who's anyone who who wants socialism, if you want to come on the podcast with Katerina and I, like you're more than welcome. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to do it. That's my goal, Katerina. I want to have someone come on with us that has the opposite viewpoint. Anyhow, your civil war lasted four years, uh, really terrible, 100,000 people dead, genocide, all the terrible stuff. Do you see America having a second civil war? I hate to ask uh, that before, question. No, I, I mean, it. it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult question. Uh, before I answer that, uh, I just want to, uh, to make sure that you understand the, the, how, how, how many dead people is that? Because based on the size of, 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 of our country. Uh, right. So because 100,000 people is maybe, um, it maybe would be, let's say nothing. It's, it's not nothing. I mean, it's, it's terrible when people die, but now I, I don't I can't remember how, how many people Yugoslavia had at the time, but I will just go with the very, very rough estimate. So maybe it was maybe 20 million people, the whole Yugoslavia, and 100,000 died. So now you, 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 you can maybe uh, maybe you can maybe we can transfer that to United States and maybe times 10. Yeah, a million or two yeah. <laughs> so it's it's terrible it's 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 monstrous it's uh-huh. uh, uh regarding united states 
I hope not. I hope not. But, and if, um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, how I see it, if President Trump does the right thing, and if he decides to do what people, what some people are already calling him to do, I believe that civil war can be avoided. And that would be way, way better option than civil war. However, if if he doesn't do that for any reason, I don't know. Uh, first, I, I I cannot say from this perspective how people will, uh, how public will react because there there are tens and tens and tens of millions of Americans supporting him, uh, not wanting him to concede, and he shouldn't concede under any circumstances, considering the, the fraudulent nature of the elections. So I don't know how, how they they will react, but it seems to me that there are so many, so many angry people, angry, angry, scared, and desperate people, and I don't know. I mean, if if they are, um, if they found find themselves in a situation where they must defend themselves, then they must defend themselves because even even civil war would be a better option than occupation, if you understand what I mean. I mean, civil war is bad and it should not happen, but even even that option is better than just sit down and surrender and like doesn't matter. We'll uh, we'll have another elections. Let's let's let communists take over. No, you won't have you won't have any other election. You won't have any elections uh, ever again. Or if you have them, you will just have the impression that you are having an elections, but you you won't have them. Under this, these circumstances, absolutely not, because this is more than obvious. It's more than obvious what, what happened. And again, if you but let there's them... there's no evidence. There's none. Mm. It's it's completely baseless. Yes. And I did, all... by the way, see a, a sync up, a TikTok video, a sync up of like, of 30 plus different networks all saying the exact same thing. They use the word mm-hmm. baseless. They use no. It's just like it's it's nothing to see here. As Andrew Breitbart Breitbart in uh, Righteous Indignation, mm-hmm. uh, his book describes that the Democrat media complex are all just they're all covering. No, it's. Um, I mean, <laughs> what what else they will say? Of course, of course they will say that. But uh, at the end, it matters. It matters the, the evidence that are presented on, in courts, not what media is saying. So, but uh, in my opinion, they should not get away with this. You must. I mean, American people, their representatives, and especially representatives, elected representatives, whose job is to represent the people, not to turn on them. Again, I must I must remind them because what I what I saw in a previous couple of weeks was just appalling. So representatives they must fight for the truth. They must stand with American people. They must defend the truth. They must defend fairness of elections. They must demand audit, etc., etc. Not to repeat uh, what all the other people are saying. Uh, now. I don't know what happens if representatives fail people, if courts fail people, if uh, judicial system fails, then I don't know if, what happens. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. if this is a, if this ends up, if they end up getting away with it, 
can we recover from that? What is the world and and no. what does the world look like without Trump? No. So no. Again, again. I will always say again, but please I, I hope your listeners will take this with with completely seriously because I'm not kidding. They cannot get away with it. Because again, if you let them, you are done. You will be run over. And I I want I want I mean I want use use the language of what what will happen to all the people that that are not ra- radical left not nothing nice will happen yeah they want us they they a lot of i'm sure people want me dead <laughs> a lot of a lot of people want people like me dead too absolutely it's, it's really no, absolutely uh, because you yeah, are really you are you are of no worth in their worldview you are an enemy you are a danger i'm a tyrant Exactly. There, there, there are no any reasons why you shouldn't be murdered. I mean, there, there are no any reasons because it's, you are evil, you are a tyrant, you are uh, whatever words. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's awful. I tell so, you what, Katarina, this is why I never under any circumstances broadcast or give any clues to my location. I mean, you see mm-hmm. other people like broadcasting in real time oh this is where i am i'm sitting at this dinner table at this restaurant <laughs> like and I, I, half the time i see stories with people in my area i'm like i'm like oh yeah i know exactly where they are like like i could like it's so weird like if i wanted to go see them i could see that i could go f- see them right now it's really weird i never give the slightest clue as, as to my location like it, it's it's just not worth the the danger. People can but do some, must, some pretty bad agree. stuff with my location. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you must agree with me that it's sad and terrible th- yeah. that 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 we have come to this. So exactly because of that, I mean that's that's great that you mentioned that because exactly because of that, imagine how they will act when they have total and complete power. If they have, if they get mm-hmm. the Senate, if they get the presidency, imagine what will how they wrath will look like if they're acting like this now. I mean, I can guarantee that nobody will be spared. Nobody. Yep. And there's no way once once they steal the election and there's never a Republican president again <laughs> and all they're, they're acting like complete tyrants, there's no way, as we you heard my interview with Dasha Pruitt, there's yes. no way to reverse this without violence. There's no way, exactly. So terrible. So, so again, I urge... Good, hardworking American people, true patriots, please, for the love of God, read Declaration of Independence. Yes. Read your constitution. Your founding fathers, God bless them, were brilliant people who who made those documents for you to use them in such situations. And they had great foresight. Sorry? They had great foresight. Exactly. They 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 saw this. They 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 saw that this will happen. So please, you will you will lose everything. If nothing, then for for all those people who died protecting your freedoms, you 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 owe this to them, to them, and to 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 the future generations. This is literally the matter of life and death. That that's that's it. So to 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 conclude with this question. In my opinion, anything, anything, I mean anything, is better than let them get to power. Anything. Yep. Yep. So, unfortunately, it seems that because they, their ends justify the means in their minds, Mm 
And the analogy that you gave with the board game, if they're just cheating, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Let them, you, you're going to play by the rules if, even though they're cheating 100% of the time. Unfortunately, since they fight dirty, it sounds like what you're saying is we have to fight dirty too. You get what you give. I would not say fight dirty, but I would certainly say fight fire with fire. Also, I would use amazing saying by our, by, well, I will say our president because I consider him to be my president as well, President Trump. Peace through strength. Yes. This is this is a great, great sentence. It's very deep and it's very smart because if mm-hmm. they are afraid of you, they won't attack you. You must show them that you are not to be messed around with. The more, as, as, as you correctly pointed out, the more you bow to them, the more, I mean, you're, you're, just, you're just exposing your neck and waiting to be <laughs> killed, <laughs> literally. This is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So they will Why, not leave you alone. Yeah. Why is Trump your president too? Why did you mention that? <laughs> because I would not describe myself as a conservative. I would not describe myself as liberal, as a conservative. I would... Describe myself as someone who deeply respects and admires President Donald Trump as a person and as a personality, believe it or not. Yeah, I, oh, me too. I, yeah. I, I couldn't, I just, I just cannot believe people when they say, oh, I mean, I like his policies, but his character, like, what are you talking about? His character is amazing. He is meanwhile, the right man for the job. Meanwhile, I'm, the guy I'm, running, the guy that ran on character... Joe Biden that's has, exactly. has awful character. Really yeah, funny. exactly. It, uh, a so, general rule of thumb is that anything leftists accuse conservatives of is generally what they're mm-hmm. already guilty of themselves. Yep. Yeah, it's that, a rule of thumb. It applies to almost everything. It's really funny. I don't understand, really. I have to have to give this, let's say, critique to conservatives who are saying... Uh, if 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 he only could tweet less, or if he only could uh, could could have a different character, no. I, I mean, if if you want someone to make you feel good, find a boyfriend. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm 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 really sorry that you are. I don't know how how how, how to call this, but hurt. I mean, because there's no the, the, censorship well, here. They're chronically offended because the media yeah. tells them that they should be chronically offended. Meanwhile, they don't really know mm. what. They can't no, really but... point to something that that has like bothered them, like like people parading in the streets and and yelling in the streets about how happy they are. Joe Biden won on uh, in the beginning of November. Uh, like I saw some really corny Instagram posts, really really hilarious of just of people like crying uh, that Joe Biden won. Like like yeah, I know. like yeah, you were so oppressed, right? <laughs> like come on, get over it. No, but my critique. Uh, I'm sure your is, life was uh, horrible. I, I, I'm criticizing conservatives here because mm-hmm. I, I heard many, many conservative uh, content creators on YouTube saying that oh, I don't really like his tweets. I don't really. Do you understand? Ah. Do you understand that if he wasn't the person who he is, he would be ran over in the first, I don't know, month of his presidency? He also wouldn't have been elected, Katarina. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. He, I mean, America, uh, Trump is exactly what America needs right now and, and maybe and maybe forever because 
if you, I mean, if, if the, I don't know if those people had the opportunity to listen to his interviews uh, of uh, before 30 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, to read his books, because I, I read a couple of his books, uh, just, j- just to get a glimpse of how he's thinking of what kind of person he is. And I'm absolutely thrilled with him. He, he is, he's one in a, in a, not one in a million, he's one in a five million the critiques, the critiques yep. of him. The most first of all, most people that criticize him have not heard a full interview or speech that he has given. Mm-hmm. They just haven't. They they just get their opinions. They they get told what to think by the mainstream media, and they get just glimpses of these interviews and speeches. They get like thirty seconds or a minute maximum, or five mm-hmm. seconds, yep. and they're and of just like an out of context bullshit and then they just like twist and then the the pundits they twist it to mean like oh he's racist he's this he's that you should we should all be like shut up so that's number one that's number two is generally the critiques of trump at this point our country has been so positively affected by him, so many great things that he's done that Absolutely. people would that people would never look into. They don't even care to look into it. Mm-hmm. So many great things that have been done for this country and really the world. That uh, actually, I'll just stick with this country because Trump's presidency hasn't been very good for China. Anyhow, <laughs> and Donald, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> the the criti- yeah the critiques of Donald Trump at this point are just so they're anti-American, Absolutely. anti anti-capitalist that's what the critiques of donald trump are at this point as he as he correctly pointed out they are not after him they're after you american people american yeah, values exactly he's he's only in their way that's he's it. falling he's the one falling on the sword yeah <laughs> at, at, or at least right now it seems like but yeah he's he's the uh yeah they're coming after us they hate they hate us they hate me so the playbook here everything we've talked about today You've outlined pieces of this playbook. You also talk about it in your video. Number one, exercise your First Amendment right. Don't Absolutely. back down. Number Absolutely. two, exercise your Second Amendment right. Because your Second Amendment is there to protect your First Amendment. Yes. And go further. Learn about the gun laws wherever you live. Yes. And, yes. And, and get training. Yes. Purchase, you... Arm yourself and get training. Safety first. Always safety first. Yeah. And is there anything else that you would add to uh, to our, our playbook to combat against everything we talked about today? No, I believe this is it. And uh, funny thing, uh, I also, in my second video, which I think I posted somewhere, I mean, I, I think it was July. No, it was August. In the mid-August, I think I posted my second video where I predicted the election fraud that they will steal oh, yeah. an election. I don't know if you saw, I saw that. I, so I saw, I don't know, I, the video I watched was 15 minutes and I was, I, mm-hmm. I was watching it again last night. I hadn't watched it in so there was, a number of months. There, uh, there was a video of 40, 40 minutes long video where I explain, okay. where I explain all these in detail, uh, the, the core of their ideology and how is uh, Paul opposite of American values and uh, Judeo-Christian values for that matter. 
And then I, what I did, because I, I realized that people cannot uh, keep, uh, keep their attention for 40 minutes, I split that 40 minutes video in several parts, and then I posted them separately. And in one part, I mentioned also water fraud that I said, uh, I said something like, yes, of course, it's important to vote, to go out and vote in November, but they will steal your elections. So it doesn't really matter how many of you are, are voting for President Trump because they can they, they can steal much more. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I was right. Yeah. So, so yeah, because, because um, this is also one of the, the core principles of the ideology. And that is, we can never get to power by normal ways, in, by normal means. We have to get to power by force. So the only way we Marxists, Marxists, Marxist socialists can obtain power is through revolution. So whether, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. They are, they are performing coup d'etat with this election. If that fails, I'm pretty sure they will just do the, the violent one. I have no doubts about it. I don't know if they're, they're, they're going to succeed. I, I'm just saying that they're going to try. And I, I would like to warn people to, to, as the same way I warned them in July, in August, to, to I mean, I, I, I believe so far that because the pe pe people saw what they're capable of. Uh, I believe they know what, what is going to happen and that they, they're preparing, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. They will not back down. Yeah. Well, Katarina, just... Just want to say thank you. I thank really you. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, this is all very new for me, I must say. I never thought that people would be interested in what I have to say. I mean, <laughs> I think it's so, I think it is critically important so much so that I, I mean, I don't know how much you know about my, my business, but I have a podcast production company called Trend Up Media. I mean, look, if you wanted to. If you wanted a podcast, I'd be happy to produce it for you free of charge. I, I'm really, uh, I, I would, I would be honored to do it. I think it's a really important message. So, you know, if you're interested in that, you can hit me up another time. I, I would, like I said, be very happy to. And thank you very much. Really appreciated sure. it. But I wanted to say that exactly. Um, I see at the same time. I mean, I, I see that as an issue um, because you you said it's critically important. Uh, for people to hear what I have to say. And my conclusion is then it, it, it must be the end of the world if that's the case. Like, I, 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 I simply, I simply ca cannot believe that this is happening and that I what know. I have to say is of crucial importance. Th th that means that things are not good. <laughs> that, that, that was my point. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wrap it just by saying, uh, you know, we outlined the playbook, First and Second Amendment right, and I'm relying on you, my friends, to exercise to the absolute fullest your First Amendment right and to not back down, to not bow down to the mob. You can make a difference, even if it means impacting and encouraging, inspiring one person to open up and share the way you do as well. I cannot stress the importance. We stressed it throughout this. Create that ripple effect. You can make a difference. What was... I don't know how much you know about this organization, Katarina. I need to look into it myself. I'm probably going to do a podcast about this, but I have this hat in my room from my dad called the Three Percenters. It was something about how in uh, during the revolution, and I, I know, totally I know, wrong. I know what means what Three Percenter means. Of please, course, yes. Please tell me. It only took so it only took 
from what I understand is is it only took uh, yes. 3% of people 3% to speak up people, to actually yeah. create this big it's, difference and cause the revolution. It's 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 correct? always it's always the, the the smallest minority of people yeah. who is required it's it to it's all it takes but very brave and very well it's a very fearless and brave people. So yeah. I think I think we are in a good way. I think I, I must I must praise American patriots for everything they are doing. I'm watching I'm watching very carefully, watching closely. I'm I'm trying to follow all, all the rallies uh, they are organizing to support the president. Just keep doing that. Keep keep marching to Washington. Keep um, protesting in front of the in front of your governor's house, uh, in front of the tyrants' houses. They, they, they cannot, I mean, uh, regarding lockdowns, uh, regarding uh, COVID measures, keep protesting, keep pushing. They, you, you, you have rights. You have unalienable rights. Remember that they cannot take those away from you. And do not fall for the nihilist trap that my friend, Absolutely. That my Absolutely. friend fell for. You can't make a difference. Oh, what can, what can you do? You're only one person. That's, oh, exactly that same, that same that's exactly person, what they want. That's exactly what they want. Number one, it's exactly what they want. Number two, that type of person that has that line of thinking is the same person that doesn't go out and vote on election day because they're only one person. doesn't make a difference. But let me tell you, it adds the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So you can do it. You can make a difference. You are a key cog in this machine, and we're going to make it happen. So Katarina, thank you. Lastly, I this is where I plug people. I don't even know where to plug you because you've been banned from LinkedIn. I, like, where can people connect with you? I don't even. Unfortunately, I, don't even know. I I'm off all social networks, and I don't at the moment. I don't have plans on returning to any um, of them. Good because m- m- mostly because of principles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I I opened Parler account at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't use it. I, I never use yeah, it. Me neither. So basically, people can only reach out to me by my email right now. And I, I feel more comfortable that way currently regarding the, the whole situation and what's going on with social media. And I I, I just don't want to use them. Well, Katarina, uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your uh, call and really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk to people and to tell them this. Thank you very much. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a free community, a censor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast, I'd love to help you out. JordanParis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.